0: Good evening. I'm going to be reading from Second Corinthians, chapter ten, verses one through six. Paul, an inspired apostle to the church at Corinth, in First Corinthians, the crisis of division, the intrusion of human wisdom, immorality, disorder in their worship. Paul takes up each issue. Exposing the sin and applying the remedy. Reading through 2 Corinthians, you get the impression that some progress had been made. He even says in chapter 7 verse 10 that godly sorrow had produced repentance. But there was an ongoing issue not peculiar to Corinth. Corinth. In Corinth and the surrounding area in churches up in Galatia and Macedonia there were those false teachers who were circulating doubt in the form of accusations against Paul that he was not an authentic apostle. Paul must respond to those charges not from pride or vengeance, but for the sake of the Lord's work. Some were saying, Paul may seem to be really strong in his letters, but in person he's weak. And those accusations against Paul that had impact on the Lord's work prompted the Holy Spirit through Paul to give this response in 2 Corinthians 10 verses 1 through 6. I, Paul, myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I, who am humble when face to face with you, but bold toward you when I'm away, I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some, who suspect us of walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments, and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Let's talk about some of this tonight, and I'll introduce my topic. Notice what Paul's accusers considered to be weak was actually the meekness and gentleness of christ and the humility that is fundamental to christians however there was a legitimate boldness that paul exhibited in his confident and energetic preaching of the gospel and his opposition to the strongholds of sin and error whether they were systematic or inside individuals. Paul was not bold in a worldly sense. He was not violent. He didn't use the typical methods of religious controversy in the time, insults and accusations. But Paul was a destroyer, a warrior through his living and preaching the truth of the gospel. Now the question might come up, what do you do, Paul? In what ways are you bold and aggressive? And he responds, verses 5 and 6, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is Complete. Paul was a human being, so that, that really means he lived and worked on the earth in a fleshly body. But his methods were not fleshly, were not worldly, were not juvenile. Now, what I want to do at this point, having introduced the context, I'm going to go back and read again verses 1 through 6. In 2nd Corinthians 10 let's put it all together I Paul myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ I who am humble when face to face with you but bold toward you when I'm away I beg of you that when I am present I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some Who suspect us of walking according to the flesh? For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. I want to concentrate for a few minutes tonight on one key word in this text. One key word, strongholds. All the major English translations have this word in verse 4, strongholds. Paul used the legitimate weapons of God to destroy strongholds, pull down corruption, tear down the walls constructed by the enemy, Satan that divine power was not according to the flesh. Paul didn't have fleshly weapons, he had divine power through the Word. He preached it, he lived it, and one purpose was to destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Strongholds are fortifications or walls which in this case keep sin and error alive and keep the truth away. So when you see the word in this kind of context think of sin and think of error false teaching and there are walls around it which it is assumed will protect it. But there's one thing that can break through those strongholds or walls and expose the sin and the error. And it's what we have in our hands. It's what Paul had that he preached and wrote. Strongholds are fortifications or walls behind which sin and error attempt to hide the truth is. Of God's Word can break them down. In our culture today, there are powerful people, trending worldviews, and ideology, sometimes constituting walls to keep sin alive and keep the truth away. We could make a list of the strongholds of our time constructed by godless people to advance the sins of our time and protect those sins and errors against any exposure. We could talk about abortion, gender ideology, moral relativism, materialism, the strongholds of denominational religious error and powerful access that false teachers have to people. We could consider these things in terms of the financial aspect, the political aspect, media, digital, academia, maybe now even AI. Whatever forms or concentrations of power men construct to protect their sin, to protect their error. The devil can use those walls to keep people from truth unless the people use this to break down those strongholds and expose the sin and error behind them. There are people who want to keep sin alive and keep the truth away and with all the modern technology, the enemies of truth can fabricate, falsify, fortify sin, and spread error faster than ever before. So Paul says in our text, while I'm not going to use the methods of the world or the weapons the devil wants us to use. My work is to use the power God has given to me to tear down the walls and strongholds and any attempts of men to hide and protect evil. Here's the application I want to make tonight for us. What are my personal strongholds? What walls have I constructed that keep me from fullness of faith and practice? I think that's one application I need to make of this passage. What walls have I constructed that keep me from the fullness of faith and practice and growth? Here's what we may be guilty of it may be there's something in us that needs to be dealt with. Some attitude, some secret sin, some burden, or something that hinders us from good and full discipleship. Perhaps just being stagnant and not growing. Maybe it's just decay. And we know that that is there in us. And it needs attention but really what we've done we've built a wall a stronghold around it and so it remains there that weakness that sin that error we've protected it we're not being honest with ourselves and God it is self righteous pride in whatever degree embedded in that wall, and that wall needs to come down. Is it some secret sin that you know is there, but you've never dealt with it? Time didn't take care of it. Is it some resentment? Is it some attitude? Is it being ashamed of the gospel? Is it some element of materialism? Is it impurity, immorality? Is it alcohol or prejudice or some sin of your past you've never given up? You've got something behind that wall. So when I read this passage, I need to inquire of myself, have I built a wall... And behind that wall, there are matters that need my immediate attention. And the only thing that can break through that wall and get to those matters is my serious attention to the Word of God personally applied. What walls have we constructed that keep us from the fullness of faith and practice? Ecclesiastes says there is a time to break down. And a time to build up Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 3 well here's what I think we need to learn from the passage we can tear down those inner strongholds and every lofty opinion against the knowledge of God vanity lingering evil thoughts a remnant of immaturity If we have working within us the construction of these walls to protect the sins we need to confess, those walls need to be destroyed. And we can do that with the Word of God, but not just hearing the Word of God. Look with me now at verse 5. Verse 5 we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. There's what we do about those walls. Let every thought be taken captive to obey Christ. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Paul said that. We say that. We do not use the typical instruments and methods of the world. Once we honestly face what is behind that personal wall within us, we tear down that wall and destroy that lingering sin by obeying Jesus Christ. And obedience to him always means penitent confession, repentance. My secret sin may be some deeply rooted pattern of thought needs to come down. It may be some long-standing attitude and from time to time signals come up in our brain that we know it's wrong. But we've left that wall up. It may be doubt. It may be deafness to the word of God in some areas where we need to attend divisive impulses, corrupt imaginations, worry. We could go on and on with the list. Once we honestly face what we are protecting with that wall, that stronghold, we need to tear it down. We need to remove that lingering sin behind that wall by obeying Jesus Christ. I want you to listen again to our text. Not quite finished But I want you to listen again. I, Paul, myself, entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I, who am humble when face to face with you, but bold toward you when I'm away, I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some who suspect us. Of walking according to the flesh. But though we walk in the flesh. We are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare. Are not of the flesh but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. It is one thing to see that within us There are strongholds that keep us from full relationship with God. It's one thing to see those are there. It is another to use the word and obedience to Christ to tear down those strongholds. We may develop a certain ill-conceived skill to detect a stronghold, to see that it's there but make no effort to take it down. We need to take it down. What about how the wilds of the devil can intrude into our hearts? Am I using God's word to pull those things away? Protect me. Those things that hinder me from running the race with full energy. Maybe we've not been able to find the spiritual fabric of energy to examine ourselves fully and take down those strongholds behind which things are lingering and growing that shouldn't be there. I remember this hymn. Couldn't find the name of it. For the things that I've done wrong, things that I remember long, Hurting you and those I love, I'm very sorry, God. Help me, Father, now I pray. Take all sin and guilt away. Cleanse the secrets of my heart. Psalm 51, please. That's where I want to close. In Psalms chapter 51. I'm looking at verses 1 through 10. A Psalm of David. The heading says, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he'd gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is... Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. As we read the New Testament, the image and the reality of warfare is emphatic. But we don't bring into this spiritual battle the typical weapons of men. No violence, no deceit, no deals with the devil, no backdoor payoffs, favoritism, or strife. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Here's what I want us to take from this passage. Before we can effectively use the word of God to cast down the strongholds of sinful power in society, we have to pull down the strongholds in our own minds and lives, the walls we have not taken down behind which sin lingers bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Let's be standing as we sing.